Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Archive Communities. My name is Zoe, and I will be one of your hosts today, along with Karsten Shutt. Hello, thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you here. On this episode of Archive Communities, we talk about some of the points mentioned by Dr. Lanzi in the last episode of Archive, Our Lives, Our Journeys, Our Stories. If you are interested to hear more about Dr. Lanzi's personal experience with mental health, you can find that episode right here on Spotify. Today, we are very excited to welcome two of our fellow mental health ambassadors, Destiny Cravens and Lavanya Jayshankar. Destiny is our student lead and Lavanya is our social media outreach lead. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Please feel free to tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hello, my name is Destiny Cravens and I'm a current undergraduate junior majoring in psychology and also sociology and I'm getting my MPH in a concentration in health behavior as well. And I serve as one of the leads for the mental health ambassador program and I'm also involved in Active Minds as a outreach chair and I'm also on the student advisory board as well. Hey guys, my name is Lavanya. I am a sophomore currently majoring in biomedical sciences and minoring in Spanish. And um, I found out about mental health ambassadors because I was actually in Dr. Landy's adolescent health seminar honors class freshman year first semester. And that's actually when she started founding the program. That's when she started building it. And that was the first year that it started since it is relatively a new program still. So I've kind of been following her, just tagging along wherever she went. And now I am a part of Mental Health Ambassadors and also the, out the outreach lead for MHA. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, we can jump right into our first question, if that's all right with y'all. One of the things Dr. Lanzi mentioned is that college students are often under a lot of pressure to be perfect. Do you relate to this? And what are some ways that you cope when you feel that you are not meeting that expectation? Um, I can go first. Um, so I definitely relate to that theme. I'm definitely a perfectionist and I strive to do everything that I can to just be as perfect as possible, which isn't necessarily a healthy mindset, but I think it's honestly a universal student um, just expectation to always like be working hard, always doing your best and things like that, which is really challenging. And I think it's honestly become worse ever since the pandemic because like the times that I do have off, I'm always stressing if I'm even doing enough. Like if I have a minute off, I'm like, oh, maybe I should be studying for the GRE or, oh, I should do this or that, which is a little stressful. But one thing that I do um, just to help me cope with that is just to understand that everyone has different journeys. Like I'm very bad at this and very guilty of just like expecting and assuming that people know exactly what they're doing, even though they don't. And I feel like some people may think the same for me. They think that I have it going and like, you know, I know exactly what I'm doing, but I actually don't have a clue what's going on. Um, so just putting that into perspective and just understanding that everyone's on a different journey and, you know, no one really knows what's happening. You know, everyone's just going with the flow and that's okay. And it's okay to mess up and, you know, ask for help and put yourself first and things like that. So that's what I do to cope with, you know, wanting to be perfect all the time. Destiny, I definitely relate to you on feeling like people look at you and think, oh yeah, she totally knows what she's doing. Um, like having leadership roles myself, I, you know, people looked up to me and they were like, oh yeah, you know, you're the leader of this organization. You, you know, all the answers. And there were so many times where I just 
felt terrible because I didn't. And I, and it was hard to admit that I didn't know. So, you know, I'd be scrambling, but then it was really important to admit to myself, okay, you know, you, you don't know, you need to find the answer somewhere else, get help. Like asking for help is okay. And it took me a really long time to really come to terms with that. As someone who does not know what they're doing 90% of the time, um, usually flying by the seat of my own pants, I find that it affects me a lot mentally when I'm, you know, like when I'm in a situation and I feel like I should know what I'm supposed to be doing, I should be doing this and I'm just not meeting those expectations and it really affects my, um, like the way I see myself. Does that, do you relate to that at all, Destiny? Yeah, I think I do. And I think a big part of it is just me comparing myself to others especially on like social media and just seeing like even my friends like you know a lot of the good things they're doing which is great but sometimes it's hard because it's like oh am I even doing enough in comparison to other people even though I know in my heart that I'm doing more than I should be already so I think definitely comparing myself to others is a big issue that I think everyone has trouble with but especially for me like trying not to do that as often um, would probably very much help you know, me cope with this need to be perfect all the time. Lavanya, how do you feel about this topic? So in terms of striving to be perfect, I have to say that has been me my entire life, just like destiny. I have also been a perfectionist and me being Asian, it's embedded in my genetics, basically. So that is the Asian mentality of competition and trying to you know, like one up each other, or try to be the best. And it's constantly something that we are striving to do just because we have a goal in our mind. For example, for me, it's like to become a, a um, doctor. And so where what, when I look at that goal, I, I tell myself I have to do all these things to get there. And even if it's more than people who have already reached the goal that, you know, I might already know, I'm like, no, I got to keep going. <laughs> There's more I could be doing right now. And so it's definitely difficult because like Destiny said, I feel like I am doing a lot with a lot of different organizations, being a mental health ambassadors, biomedical sciences student organization, volunteering off campus and just my school in general. Um, it's, it's a lot to handle. And I think most college students, is, they do strive to be perfect. And it also might just be something that um, is, is, you know, inherent in pre-health students or pre-med students or anyone who's seeking to go, you know, farther in life in terms of graduate school. And so the funny thing is like, um, it's in terms of that's a good question you brought up because today I actually won an award for something is the Mental Health Champion Award, which I was so excited to hear about. And Dr. Lindsay texted me like, um, congratulations, you deserve it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing because I, I don't have Instagram. So I didn't even know I won the award in the first place. And then I was having these people text me and it meant the world to me. And I texted my mom and like my cousins in a little family group chat. And I sent them screenshots of it because I couldn't even send them the whole video. And they were like, oh yay, congrats. And my mom's like, woohoo, awesomeness is in the air. <laughs> like oh my gosh mom and then I was telling her like yeah it's cool because I tell her all the time about mental health ambassadors but she's not really sure about you know what this award is or like how many people go into selecting it and all that so I was like yeah it's cool because it's like student counseling services gets to pick and all that and she was and then um I was like 
so excited to tell her about this and she said I'm so proud of you baby but don't stress out yourself to always be the best and I was like "Ooh, she's right I mean that timing with this conversation is spot on because that was like not even 30 minutes ago and I was like oh haha don't worry I'm definitely not the best that's a funny statement <laughs> and I say that because I am hard on myself a lot and like Destiny was saying we do a lot and we tell ourselves we could be doing more and it's tough because we already are you know putting ourselves out there and stressing ourselves out a lot we have to do that you know regardless for school anyways but um, I think for me I think it's important to acknowledge the fact that I am already doing a lot and take a step back and appreciate myself because I'm the type of person that hypes up all my friends constantly and I'm always you know supporting everyone else but I don't take a step back to support myself a lot and that's something that I'm starting to realize is becoming slightly an issue because I'm doing a lot and I'm like not seeking validation from others, but it's like I can't validate myself most of the time. And that's something I'm definitely working on right now. And so in terms of coping, I think I could probably watch some videos and, you know, talk to my mom about how I can start to appreciate myself more and be, you know, more proud of myself for everything that I do. And just like for coping, I think talking to my family and friends and taking time out of my week to relax and hang out with people or watch a movie or something definitely helps me out a lot. Yeah. Thank you both so much for opening up and being vulnerable about that. That was awesome to hear your experiences. Yeah, I definitely think that having that good support system is very beneficial for when you need to take time off and just recognize that you are doing your best. With that, I think Zoe has the next question ready for y'all. Yeah, so another thing Dr. Lanzi pointed out is that college students have to find and maintain a balance because of having really busy schedules. So I'm just wondering if finding balance is something that you two have struggled with, and if so, how do you go about maintaining that balance? Yeah, I think um, maintaining balance is probably one of the hardest things to do, especially as a college student, because again, like the expectations are almost impossible to meet that everyone has of college students, um, and especially because I'm just so involved um, not only on campus and in the organizations I'm involved in, but also I have a job, well, a couple jobs actually, you know, I volunteer and things like that. Um, but there are a couple things that I do that help a lot. So one thing is just setting boundaries and really specifically this semester, I've really started to do that. So I don't, or at least try not to do any kind of work after 5 p.m. any day which has really helped. Um, so I get all my schoolwork, all my organizational work done during the day. And then also I have my weekends to myself, or at least I try to as much as possible. So that's been something that I've done that's really helped me just give myself time throughout the week and not be so bogged down with all my responsibilities and stuff. And then another thing that I do is just take a couple minutes each day or like 30 minutes each day and just do something that I wanna do. So whether that's going to the gym um, a couple times a week or if it's just listening to music, something like that. Um, so that's what I do in order to maintain balance and just, just to ensure that I don't drive myself crazy basically with everything I'm involved in because I am involved in a lot. Wow, I find it 
pretty incredible that you have that rule about, you know, stopping at five o'clock because I'm definitely the kind of person who I think I do my best work at like two o'clock in the morning, which is terrible. I know that's a terrible, terrible habit. I've got to get better about that. So um, that's really interesting. And I actually think I might consider doing that at least a couple of days a week. It definitely seems impossible as college students because I feel like sometimes people, again, just expect sort of outrageous asks of you. So like, obviously during the day, you know, you have class and things like that. And then, you know, after 5 p.m. is when you have the most free time. So that's when you can get a lot of work done. But specifically for me, and just based on this semester, that's been the best route that I could take. And I don't think it would help everyone. And I don't think everyone can actually do that. But for me, it has been very like beneficial and helpful for me to like just maintain my mental health and my well-being. Um, for me, in terms of finding balance, I think that is probably one of the hardest things that any person can, you know, strive to achieve throughout their life, whether it be as a student, a mother, a daughter, you know, a grandpa, whatever it is. <laughs> so in terms of balance, I think the reason it is so hard for us students is because we are trying to be that all-rounded student. So when I was in high school, for example, I did like four sports, three clubs, and 13 AP classes plus and I was like dang like I'm slightly overworked right now <laughs> but you know it, it paid off in the long run because I got into great schools and good scholarships and etc so you know when people say that the end result will pay off it is true but in the moment it feels a little bit more overwhelming right and so for balance currently I always tell Destiny like we'll just have our little rant sessions and stuff and I'd be like I feel like I'm doing a lot more secretary work and like you know organizational work than I am doing actual school work right now and that's been easier for me this past year because COVID has made it easier for us to kind of take our classes a slightly less you know stressful and less work um, in terms of that but going into the fall I'll be taking classes like Fizz Farm which are not going to be great classes and biochem and all those classes and so I'm a little bit worried about how I am going to balance but like Destiny said making a schedule is honestly the best way and my brother's right now in med school and he told me like you need to make a schedule for yourself and that will help you out the most because like you were saying Zoe I also definitely am a night owl so I'll start my homework at like 9 10 then I'll be up till 2 3 I'm like but then the next morning I'll be so you know tired and then I'm like okay well now it's nap time <laughs> so I'll take a nap and it is not a good schedule so I get my stuff done but it's also not efficient because I think it's amazing to be able to have like the eight eight to five you know role and then give yourself a break, give yourself some time to relax. Obviously, you still have to do work after 5 p.m., unfortunately, because we're in school. But it's, it's definitely a better way to schedule things. And I think that will help me out a lot in terms of my classes coming up because this semester, like I was saying, it has been less stressful. So I've been able to do more for MHA, for my other organizations and everything. But going forward, it will definitely be good to um, have a schedule. I think that's great. I think that's something that I definitely need to put into practice as well. Um, for the next question, the pandemic has had a huge impact on students and mental health. How has yours been affected? Do you feel like the university, pro the university and the programs at UAB, like mental health ambassadors, are doing enough to bring awareness to students and to provide places for them to talk about it and events for them to go to to just take a break? What changes would you like to see? 
So this question is very interesting because I feel like people are either like, man, the pandemic has really benefited my mental health or it's just completely destroyed it. And personally for me, my mental health has probably been the worst it's ever been, <laughs> especially this semester. Um, not only because of the pandemic, but also just because of a lot of personal things going on in my life. Um, I've lost a couple people in my family within the past year, which has been really hard. And like, even just Wednesday, two days ago, I had my very first ever anxiety attack, which is not, should not be romanticized, but it was definitely scary. Um, but it really just goes to show you, like, you know, you never really know what people are going through. And again, like, I feel like people think I have it together and that I know what I'm doing, but in reality, I don't. And like, it is hard. It, like, I am struggling for sure. But the programs that not only the mental health ambassadors provide, but also student counseling services and then the new mental health app by the student counseling services, Active Minds, like all the mental health organizations on campus have been doing their very best to provide for students' mental health needs. And I think it is a double-edged sword because of course, like Zoom fatigue is a real thing and I experience that a lot. So sometimes it is hard to push myself to go to these events, to put myself first, but also those events are necessary just so students can have time to unwind and still meet other people and talk and just, you know, relax and things like that. So in terms of changes, I just think it's difficult right now because we just changed, basically. We're just now getting used to like an online format using Zoom and stuff like that. And now, you know, within the next couple months, we're going to be switching back to all in person. So it's definitely challenging, like all these changes and all these adaptations that we have to go through as students and faculty and staff and all that. I think it's hard to instill changes that would benefit everyone because everyone is going to be benefited or hindered in a certain ways. And no one is obviously going to be happy with just one decision. But I think as a whole, like UAB is doing a really good job with promoting student mental health for sure especially amid the pandemic. And I'm really happy to be a student here. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Personally, being from Auburn, I find myself comparing Auburn University and UAB a lot. And when I got here, I was so surprised at how open they are about mental health and how many events that they have to take care of their students and how much they want to invest in us as people, not just as students. They want us to be well-rounded. They want us to be healthy, physically, mentally, emotionally, et cetera. I agree with that. So in terms of um, programs like MHA that bring awareness to students, I think it's interesting because we're, we're all in MHA. So we see everything that's going on and we see that like, oh, there's a post every day, there's a presentation, there's an event. There's all these guided meditations, there's some podcasts, like what you guys are doing, and there's YouTube, you know, videos, but it's kind of interesting to see what people are feeling who aren't in these organizations, because I see this stuff happening, and I'm like, wow, we are doing a lot, and I, ne I haven't necessarily used the stuff, you know, to my own personal needs, like some other people have who, you know, might follow our Instagram account or who might be in MHA. But some of my friends, for example, who aren't in MHA, who might not have an Instagram, who don't follow our account, they completely have no idea about any of this support. And some of them have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety and all of that in the past few months because of the pandemic and how it's affected them. So I think it's nice that we have programs like MHA 
and you know active minds and etc but me personally not even having an Instagram I don't even know what we post on our MHA Instagram other than what I see from the leadership perspective and so I think it's a little difficult to reach out to you know a variety of students because if if you don't have Instagram or social media, you're going to have to email them and emails might get a little bit, you know, too much that they'll be overloaded with emails. So it's, it's kind of difficult to find, a, you know, the best way to reach out to students so that everyone can have access. The Be Well app is something that I personally have not used yet, but I've heard that it's, you know, amazing and it's helped a lot of students. And um, some of the stuff that we've even had to do as MHA ambassadors, including like cognito training and et cetera, that has helped me because it's given me a chance to learn about how other people might perceive a situation in which they're struggling. But I always do think about this question because as ambassadors, we get asked this a lot. Like, do you feel that um, MHA and other organizations are doing a good job for students' mental health <laughs> during the pandemic? And I think being an ambassador, I can say, yeah, we do a lot and I think it's really great. But from an, you know, a regular student's perspective, if I didn't have an Instagram or if I didn't go to these MHA meetings and stuff, I don't really know how much I would get out of you know, the programs that UAB offers because I think they do a good job. They're doing way better now compared to before about having programs for all students and you know, even in-person events now, whether it's like a rec center like collaboration or Active Minds or any of the other organizations. I think teachers are doing a better job now because they're somewhat starting to understand that we also have mental health and we have school and other stuff. So we're becoming a little bit more lenient, but originally, and I think last semester and during the summer, it didn't feel for me like we were getting much, um, but that's also because no one really knew how to handle the situation. So I think UAB has definitely moved it in a very positive, you know, way and in a positive route because they've seen like how much we've done with MHA and other organizations have also tried to mimic that and faculty and staff have also tried to become more lenient and understanding in terms of that so it didn't you know always have the best start but I don't think any school really did and I don't think a lot of people knew how to start it so I think judging by what we started and um, how we started reaching out to students I think it was the best that we could have done but it's, you know, headed in a positive direction. It's going to be a tough, very tough transition back to in-person classes. I'm thinking about how I'm going to be taking these tests in person and it's giving me anxiety already. So I don't even want to think about that. But just in terms of mental health awareness, I think, you know, even our organization will do a lot more events in person. So hopefully we'll be able to help each other out and just be there for each other. I think one thing we can all agree on is that the pandemic has turned everyone's world upside down to a certain extent. Um, that's definitely the general consensus, it seems like. And um, I really, I really love y'all's perspectives on that. And, um, you know, Destiny, I agree with you. I think that, you know, it is really hard to offer a single thing that we could change and do differently just because it's so hard to do that for so many people. You know, at a university, you just have so many people and everyone is so different. And Lavanya, you make a great point too, that, you know, I think we are genuinely trying our best, you know, all the programs at UAB are just doing what they can with, with what they have. And um, so I do want to switch to a little bit more of a positive note to end on. So Dr. Lanzi mentioned that, you know, role models played a really big role in her life. So I'm wondering if, you know, any of you have any role models that had a big impact on your lives? 
So I actually don't think I have one specific role model. I think I try more so to take bits and pieces of multiple people and sort of try to emulate those pieces that appeal to me and my character, um, which I guess is sort of odd because I feel like most people do have at least one like main role model. But I guess according to my perspective, I just see that, you know, no one's perfect. Everyone has their faults. So it's better to take the things that you appreciate and the pros of different people and try to emulate those in your own life rather than, you know, get bogged down by the faults that you see in others. Yeah, I agree with that. So um, I'll just hop in, Destiny, if you want to hop in after you can. But in terms of role models, I would say, like, I don't think it's normal. I don't think it's, like, you know, mandatory to have one one role model because I think everyone meets people in their lives that change their lives in, in a positive way. My, my role model growing up has always been my mom, as cliche as it sounds. She has worked three jobs. She has raised me and me and my brother to the extent that I could never even imagine, like the amount of stress that she puts on herself so that me and my brother can have the best life possible. Even when she doesn't have, you know, whether it be the money or time for herself, she'll make sure that me and my brother are taken care of to the maximum extent. And that to me is just the most powerful and I don't know, the most amazing thing I could have ever experienced. And I don't, you know, I didn't start to realize that until I grew up and I started to do my own thing, becoming more independent. And I was like, wow, like my mom is, she is superwoman. And that to me was, that's, that's my role model because she has, you know, managed to take on so much stress in her life, whether it be personal stress, financial, or any other stress. And continue to take care of me and my brother and my family in a way that we couldn't even see that stress you know it's it's not a good thing to hide the stress per se but she never wanted us to feel those emotions that she was feeling and she wanted us to be happy anything that we wanted to do she would take care of us now I'm not saying we're spoiled but we def we definitely did get everything that we could have asked for whether it be like a vacation she wanted us to feel like we you know could go out of the country if we um, wanted a break and whether it be like a pair of shoes that might have costed a little bit you know more money than the average shoes from Walmart or something she was like no buy it like if that's what you want was that's what makes you happy then buy it and and that to me is just you know what that's one role model that I've had but recently Dr. Lindsay has become my other role model and I think she I always call her like my mentor even though technically I'm not even being mentored by her individually because it's through like a study that I'm doing with her as well as MHA but every everything that she does for other people and every situation that she approaches in such a positive and um, kind manner is like that to me is like almost perfection and I've told her that and she's like no I'm not perfect and I was texting her because she screenshotted the picture to me as well and was like congratulations you deserve this award and and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so kind of you. And um, I was like, just to FYI, like the reason that I even have this award today is because of you, Dr. Lindsay, because I'm trying to follow in your footsteps and emulate what you do and how you treat other people. And she was like, thank you, Angel. It's my pleasure and my life's purpose is to serve others. And I was like, oh my gosh, like how much more perfect could you be? I mean, come on, that's, that's like word for word, some kind of saint response or something. And I was like, 
I didn't even know how to respond to that because I was like, wow, I mean, I'm so thankful that I was able to be in her class, follow her and come to this point. And, you know, even with the amount of stress that she's had, she has a lot of personal stress and financial stress, whatever stress that she has. She doesn't show it to us either because she wants us to be able to take care of our own lives and she won't put that stress onto us. You know, even just having to handle an organization, I'm sure you guys know how much she does off campus as well. It's a lot. And so being able to manage all of that, but still be so happy and beautiful and kind to everyone and just constantly complimenting people and making them feel like they are always loved. I mean, that is anything that anyone could ever ask for. And that's a role model to me. I think that's amazing. My roommate, who is also a mental health ambassador, we talk all the time about you know, Dr. Lindsay, she's so great. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, she's so kind. And I feel like one of her best um, attributes, I guess, mm -hmm. is that she is, she has a way of making everybody feel seen and making everybody exactly. feel special. And like, I just, I think she is that type of person to look up to, to where like, I just strive to be that kind. I strive to be that, you know, dedicated to what I do. Exactly. And I always tell her, I was like, I have never met a teacher slash mentor or person in my life like you before, Dr. Lindsay. And because she really does take everything she does to heart and she does it with a passion. And that kind of passion is unseen. I mean, I've, I've shadowed surgeons before and even they don't have that kind of, you know, drive and passion in their job sometimes. I mean, they have stress, obviously, so that, that might be the reason why they might not be happy in the moment. But you know, she, she really does approach every situation and every moment with such happiness. And I think for me, that's something that I definitely look up to because we all have, you know, our own personal difficulties, whether it be academic or just personal life. And um, with that, I feel like sometimes I can be a little bit less appreciative and grateful of what I have and what God has given me. And so I think what the way that she approaches things, it makes me feel like I really do have a lot that to be thankful for. And that, you know, that's what I feel like is what makes me see her as a role model is because of, of that personality and that character. Yeah, Dr. Lanzi is absolutely a ray of sunshine. I don't think there's a single person that's met her that could say otherwise. And she just definitely mm -hmm. makes, she makes every person feel like they matter, you know, whether she's exactly. in a huge group of people, like she just, her positivity just radiates and that's amazing. And Lavanya, I relate to you so much about you talking about your mom. My mom was a single mom. She, she was actually 19 when she had me. I was the biggest surprise of her life. And, um, and I, I just cannot compliment her enough. I mean, she did have a lot of help from my grandma, her mom. Um, you know, so I, obviously my grandmother also is a, is a big role model in my life, but just the way my mom handled having a kid so young. And she like, you know, like you said, your mom did, she like provided me with everything I could have ever wanted and needed. I mean, just everything. It was incredible. Like I, I would have never known that, you know, she, that we were living paycheck to paycheck. I had no clue. Now she's disclosed to me now that I'm older, that we were, I mean, we were struggling, you know, but, but I never knew that. And, um, just like the level of responsibility that she always had and, and how she always did everything to put me first, um, you know, was incredible. And I just strive to be like her, Dr. Lanzi, like my grandma. Um, you know, I'm just so fortunate to have those people 
in my lives. So I connect to that so much. And um, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. And I just want to thank you both so, so much for taking the time to join us here today and for opening up and sharing your stories. And, um, you know, just in general, we hope that everyone listening has a fantastic summer and, you know, we'll plan to see you on the next episode of Archive Communities.